All right, welcome back to Sweating the Board, the gambling segment for the Zoom Disputed Podcast. My name is Trevor Shores. I'm one of your co-hosts. And I'm Colton Spore, the other co-host. Colton, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Just uh, I've been watching football all day, like kind of in the background while I'm doing some uh, – knocked out some homework that's due tonight, uh, working on – I'm actually working on putting together a high school football records, um, oh. like a record book for like my internship, which has been pretty cool. Oh, wow. How, uh, yeah. what, what school are you at? Uh, Liberty High School up in North okay. Liberty. So yeah. just north of town. But, yep, just watching football and knocking out some homework. How about you? Yeah, pretty much more more the same thing. Just coming off the uh, Bears-Saints game. Just were literally just recording minutes after that ended. You just want to start with that? Yeah, let's get into that. So, uh, New Orleans played at Chicago. Uh, the Saints were four and a half point favorites. The over under was 42. So it was supposed to be more of a low scoring game. And as we just saw, the Saints um, edged out the Bears on OT on a game winning field goal. What a wild game. This game literally had about everything you could have imagined. We had the Bears scoring an offensive touchdown somehow came out of nowhere. We had the Saints come back here. We had Javon Wims to the Bears just randomly sucker punching the Saints cornerback there. That was random and unexpected. But I guess from before that, the this this dude number 22 for the Saints just I don't know, he stuck his hand in like Anthony Miller's face or something like that. And then like that was like the play before. And then all of a sudden the next play, he just comes in, sucker punches them, and just all a brawl ensues in the third quarter, and he gets tossed in the game. And so that was just that was just or in the second half there. And then the, uh, like you said, game gets tied at 23, goes to overtime. And just, I had literally, obviously I want to win, but just like, I was like, come on, let's just like, I was rooting for the tie. And normally I hate when the NFL ends in a tie, but I was in this particular scenario, I was rooting for the tie here. That was just me. Yeah. That kind of would have been fitting the way that game was going. It was kind of an odd game, but Ended up the Bears did cover. It was four and a half, and they lost by three. So, at least if you had Bears spread, that hit. Um, the over hit, so that would have hit in regulation, I believe. The line I saw right before kickoff was 42, so that would have hit um, yep. in regulation. Yep, ended up getting total 49, which, you know, for the Bears, usually we go under, and the Saints, I think, usually go over. So, we kind of trended more toward the Saints side there, which is fine. We all – we like to see points scored, so I'll take the over in that this scenario here. Yeah, yep, and that's something we talked about beforehand was like whether, you know, the Saints, it, they're a high-scoring team that gives up a lot of points versus it's just the contrast to styles between the Bears yeah. who play that kind of sluggish defensive game. So, yeah, it ended up that over did hit. That that number was low, so um, that, that, was, that was a tough line. That was hard to bet on. I think I actually did take the over. And then I took – I live bet the Saints to win. So I hit on both of those. Uh, did you have any bets in that game? I did have I, – I think I got Bears at – what was the final total? Was it uh, four and a half or – The one I saw before kickoff was four and a half, yeah. Yeah, I saw anywhere from ranging from like four to five and a half at the most. I think I took it at five, if I remember correctly. So I was – I wasn't really worried in terms of like, just cause how close the game was for like the spread there. But um, 
yeah, just get able to get that one there. And I, I didn't touch the over under kind of like what we just talked about, but I probably would have leaned under beforehand, but it's okay. I'll just, I'll take my five point cover there and we'll move. And we did So our record moves to five and three um, would have been cool if we won because we would move to six and two and the Packers did lose earlier today, to the Vikings, which honestly surprised me because they were a heavy, pretty heavy favorite to uh, beat the Vikings. Do you want to go ahead and move to that game? Yeah. Yeah. If we get into some of the rest of the, the other Sunday games, um, the underdogs were kind of the theme where six of the 11 underdogs won outright and then seven of the 11 covered. So it was a day for the underdogs. And like you said, one of the biggest ones was the Vikings and the Packers. The Vikings knocked off Green Bay 28-22. Um, the over-under, the over-hit, that line was at 48 and a half. And that actually hit on a two-point conversion. So the Pack were down 28-20. They had just scored. And a two-point conversion that had been ruled no good got overturned too good, which put them, which put the game from 48 to 50. So the over hit on that play. So that was kind of a interesting hit there. And then, um, of course, the Vikings uh, covered that spread. Green Bay was favored by six and a half. But yeah, kind of a wild game there. Yeah, for sure. Very surprising to see that. I expected. I think a lot of the public had the Packers, you know, win, winning and even covering the spread by quite a bit. Uh, percentage wise so kind of surprising to see that um I wondered if like if like players and like coaches at like the NFL level or really any or college football or really any sport like have that like number in mind like okay we what the spread is okay we got to win by this many to cover the spread this is our total number for the over under I wonder if that really goes in the goes into like players and coaches mind if they just are like entirely focused on the game yeah, I'd like to think it wouldn't be, but, you know, I wonder if, if yeah, if some people at least are aware of that and that impacts the game mm -hmm. at all. I don't actually know, but that's yeah definitely interesting to think about for sure. I remember, um, I remember um, like a couple weeks ago, the Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, um, he, in one of his press conferences at the end of the game, he goes, I think he says something along the lines of like, I think we, I think we covered the spread or something like that, like in like a, half joking but like his like like kind of sense of humor a little bit so I mean I feel like he's just joking around and didn't actually know but it'd be funny if he actually did so yeah it's interesting to think about because like it's like it's just not talked about a lot and I know like broadcasters no. aren't allowed to talk about it which was cool that was what was cool with the XFL was like they oh yeah like promoted the lines were on the screen, the commentators were talking about, and like that brought a whole new aspect to the game, which I really liked. I hope that when the XFL comes back with the rocks version of it, that they keep that version of it. Yeah, I do too. Cause that was a lot of fun, honestly. Um, getting into some of the other games, uh, the Raiders and Browns, that was a game where that, um, that I saw that over hitting pretty easily. The Raiders won 16 to six and kind of an ugly defensive game. Um, I know I talked about the one thing that would um, affect that line would be weather and it ended up being like really cold and windy. And I think it sleeted during the game. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of other people saw that because that line dropped from 51 at one point all the way down to like 47 and a half. So I think people saw that weather and hammered the under, but yeah, that didn't come anywhere close to hitting. And then the Raiders were underdogs. So um, if you had that money line, that was a pretty good bet. Yeah, pretty much echoing everything you just said. I know I was I had that game on as one of my 
four I had on the um, screen I was watching there. It, it looked like, you know, like we said, bad weather the whole time. Wasn't really much much points being scored there. So I, I saw, I can't remember who I was following that said that they liked the over in that game, which I don't know if they probably just didn't pay attention to the weather either. So as we said before, weather does play, play a huge factor in these games here. So, you know, even that spread dropped from 51 to 47 and a half still wasn't even anywhere close to hitting anywhere there. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. Um, probably the biggest game of the day was Steelers Ravens. Yep. Um, that that over under was at 44 and a half um, that over hit. There was quite a lot of points in that game, which was surprising to me. I saw the defenses kind of winning over there, but not the case. And then the Ravens were four point favorites. Uh, so the Steelers won outright. They were so they were one of those underdogs that got to win. Yeah, that was the game I was paying attention to most at the at the noon hour. Um, I did have Steelers plus four, which you know, that hit pretty easily there. So I was impressed with them that game just it's like we say it's one of the best rivalries in the nfl um just goes back and forth and at one point they showed a graphic on the screen that they had the same uh amount of points scored it was like 976 each which that is insane to see of all the years they played they had at one point the same amount of points scored there so that was pretty pretty awesome game i'm looking forward to seeing them when they play again later in the season yeah, it's crazy, I guess, how even that rivalry has been. Um, that was a game where I guess I had – I took Big Ben um, over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns, and that hit. Mm -hmm. Same with Lamar, that hit. And then let's see, what else did I bet? Oh, I had Steelers money line. So three hits there. That was a good game for us. Yeah. Um, let's see, Bengals-Titans, that was another one of the bigger upsets on Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Titans look like one of the best teams in the league, and they lose by 11 to Cincinnati. Um, that was a line that moved from 53 down to 49 and a half. So depending on where you got that line would, is the difference between if you won or lost that over under because the total was 51 right in between there. Um, I actually got it at 51, so I pushed. But, um, yeah, if you got that earlier or late, it would be the difference of whether you hit that or not. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes you just never know. Like if you want to get it early, get a bigger number. Sometimes if you wait till like right before kickoff, you'll get a smaller number and it kind of can make the difference whether you win or lose or not. The Titans have really kind of, I don't want to say fallen a little bit, but they've, isn't there, this is their second loss in a row because they lost to the Steelers last week, if I remember correct, right? Yep. Yeah, they did. So one off to keep kind of keep an eye out, see kind of if they're hitting like a midseason slump or like they're just had a you know rough two games here, or kind of what they have going on now. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. And Cincinnati is looking a lot better this year. They've had fourth quarter leads in like I want to say five or six of their games. So Cincinnati on the rise too, good uh, young quarterback and some good receivers around them. They'll be interesting to watch. Um, Bills, Pats, that was a low-scoring affair. Um, the over actually hit, though, because that line was so low. Everyone else saw that as a low-scoring game. The line was at 41, and it hit 45 points, so the over hit. And then the Bills were favored by four. The Pats covered that, losing by three there. Did you have any bets on that game? Uh, real quick, I want to go back to the Bengals-Titans game quick. Uh, the Bengals are currently right now 6-2 and two, uh, against the spread right now, so they're covering 75% of the time. So even though they're not – have the best overall record. They do have a great record against the spread right now, about top five in the NFL. So, yeah, just fun little fact there. And then going the Bills, I did have uh, 
think I had Bills minus four or whatever they were favored by too. And I, I know I missed it because they hit one by three. So I think I had, let me pull my, yep, four, actually four and a half. So I did miss that one there. Gotcha. Yep. I don't think I had any bets on that game. That was kind of a, that was a hard game for me to look at. So I just like, I tried to stay away from that. Um, just quickly going over some other games. And then if you want to add anything, just go for it. I'm just going to go over these next two or three. Um, yeah, the Colts uh, throttle the Lions one by 20. Um, the over hits there, 62 points between the two teams and the Colts cover three and a half. Uh, the Chiefs take care of the Jets, just like um, as predicted. Let's see the under hits in that game, uh, 44 points between the two. They needed 48 and a half. And the Chiefs do cover that huge 19 and a half point spread that we had talked about. So they get the job done there. And then in a really weird game that saw a lot of defensive plays, ended up being a decent amount of points. The Dolphins beat the Rams 28-17 and Tua's starting debut. Um, let's see, the over-under is 46 and ended up hitting 45, so that under just hit. I know the Rams had a chance late and they missed a short field goal towards the end of the fourth quarter. Um, that would have hit the over there. I actually bet the under, so that was good for me. And then, yeah, the Dolphins, another one of those underdogs that went out right. Do um, you have anything to add about those games? Um, I did look at Colts-Lions a little bit. I thought – I was surprised Colts were only favored by three and a half. I, I thought about doing – I kind of decided to go – didn't touch that game at all. Um, like you said, Chiefs covering that 19 and a half. We thought at one point it was a pretty big spread, but we got to remember it's the Jets. They're not that good at all about anything, so – Pat Mahomes and, and company had no problem there. And then I did have the Dolphins-Rams game on and off, and I was surprised to see the Dolphins pull out that upset there. So good for them. Yeah, yeah, that was good for them. I was surprised, too. I thought that was a game the Rams would win. Um, but, yeah, um, getting into the late afternoon games, we already talked about the Saints-Bears game. Uh, Broncos-Chargers was a really good game. Uh, the Chargers got up 24-3, to and they started showing the graphic. I think the Chargers – had blown three straight games of 16 or more point leads. One of the games they actually ended up winning anyways, but they lost two other ones. They turn around and blow another 16 plus point lead. Um, Denver scores on the last play of the game to beat uh, the Chargers 31-30. Um, yeah, if you live bet Denver, I mean, that payoff was great. I know I saw that line huge at one point, and I know you put in here that got anywhere close to plus 3,000, so that was insane. Yeah. I got them at plus 375. I bet them when they were down six with a chance to win on the last drive. Because they had scored on the past two drives. I thought they'd go down and score again. So I got them at plus 375. So that was good. Um, did you have any money on that game? No, I did. Um, I did not do this one either. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of NFL, I guess, this week. Um, I did see – what was I going to say now? The Chargers were like – I think they had – no, a pretty good percentage of covering the spread. Was this was it at the Chargers or at the Broncos? I can't remember. At Denver. At Denver. Okay. I saw the Chargers had a good like they were like covered their last four or five or something. So I did remember seeing that step, but I didn't. But I knew the Broncos had a pretty good uh, spread record as well. So I didn't. No, I didn't touch that game at all either. But it looked like it was a pretty back and forth game as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a real good game for sure. That second half was fun to watch. And then the third of the three Sunday afternoon games, uh, Seattle beat San Francisco 
Um, the over hits there, that mark is at 54, and then Seattle covers minus two. Um, let's see, I bet the over on that game, so that hit nicely. There was a lot of points in that second half, which helped out. Um, and I think that was all I had on that game. Did you have anything? Nope, nothing on this one as well. I think I, if I would have probably leaned o- the over as well, as long as the Seahawks covering there. I, I did know along with my – I had the Bears-Saints game on one TV and then the other two afternoon games on the other one. I did see, like, it looked like from what I saw, this, um, the Seahawks were pretty much in control most of the game there, and then the 49ers kind of came back in that second half and put up some points, kind of like you were mentioning there. So looks like Russell Wilson and company kind of took care of business like they usually do there. Yeah, I think he threw for like three or four more touchdowns. So, yep, they took care of business. And before we preview the other two games, I forgot to mention the Thursday night game where Atlanta took down Carolina 35-17. That was awesome. Uh, the Falcons defense played well for once. Um, this is a game I know I, I had Panthers minus three on our show. But on game day, I changed my mind. I told myself I was going to go Falcons and the, and the under. So I put – I had 40 bucks left in my account. I put all of it spread out between Falcons money line, spread, the under, and then Mike Davis over on rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And everything hit, and I over doubled my money to 85 bucks. So that was crazy. Look at you go. <laughs> yeah, it was like the first day I'd ever like hit everything. But yeah, that was that Great was pretty feeling. cool. Did you end up putting anything on that game? Uh I don't recall. I don't think I did. No, I didn't wasn't too interested at that point. And um no, I don't think I did anything. Yeah, that was kind of a weird game. If you weren't a Panthers or Falcons fan, it's yeah. not very interesting. Kind of like the Sunday night game coming up. Um yeah, so Sunday night football we got the Eagles Cowboys. Um gonna be another ugly primetime game. It feels like we've had a lot of those. That over-under is at 43, so a really low number. The Eagles are 10.5-point favorites with the Cowboys on their third-string quarterback, who I have yet to see play. Um, I don't even know what to think of this game. I, this is one of those games where I stay away from it. I have no clue what's going to happen. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the Cowboys haven't covered a single game all year. I think they're 0-7 or 0-8, whatever it is. And, like, the, right now the number is at minus 10, which I don't – I wonder what it's – okay. Wow, that number I'm looking at right now, not currently minus 10. It started at minus three and a half, which I, I was thinking somewhere like four or five, but wow, jumped all the way up to 10. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm going to do this game either just because I don't trust the Cowboys. I don't trust the Eagles. It's, it's one of those games where it's like if you bet the Cowboys and they lose, then you have to live with betting the Cowboys. Bet bet the Cowboys and they lost. If you bet the Eagles and they lose, then you're just mad, mad at them. So I'm thinking overall just staying away from that game total. Over under is at 43. I would lean the over um, for this game here just because I know both both teams can score well. Um, and, like, you know, obviously this is going to come out before, when this game's already done. So that's where my predictions were before this game started. Okay, yep. Um, I'm with you, like, on that logic where, like, if you bet Cowboys and they lose, you got to live with betting with the team that's 0-7 against the spread, which I just can't yeah. If I had to bet this game, I would go Cowboys plus 10, and I would go the under, but I'm staying away from it. It's I, yep, ain't gonna I agree. Yep. And then our um, Monday night preview, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Giants. 
Um, this line, the last time I saw it was Bucks minus 12 and a half, I want to say. Yep, that's what I got too. And do you have the over-under on hand? Over-under is currently at 45. 45, okay. So that's another another primetime game that's going to be kind of sloppy. I, I think me and you both see it as a blowout going Tampa Bay's way. Um, so if I'm betting here, I'm going to go Tampa Bay spread. Um, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'll give my picks at when we get towards the end here. I think uh, you'll we'll probably have kind of the same idea here. You know why all these all these games are kind of crappy? It's it's all the NFC East fault because tonight is Cowboys Eagles. Tomorrow night, Monday night is the Giants. It's all basically their fault. They're ruining all these prime time games for us. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yep, and part of it's because the Cowboys are America's team and everybody wants to see them. But man, is that division terrible? Yeah. Um. All right, so do you want to get us into some uh, college football over the past weekend? Yeah, for sure. Um, we had, you know, quite, you know, we, we, t- we talked about the upsets in the NFL. I think we had, you know, quite a few upsets in college football as well. Um, I'll start with kind of like the, or the like normal games that didn't really uh, get upset. Um, the first one kind of right off the gate there, the 11 o'clock, Cle- number one Clemson, um, the big news that came out of there was Trevor Lawrence, their quarterback, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So he's automatically was out for this game here. Boston College kind of put them, uh, kind of gave them a scare there. They, Clemson got down 28 to 13 at halftime and um, kind of, you know, shocked a lot of people at this point. Clemson did survive the upset, winning 34 to 28, but, you know, kind of woke up, woke up some people or woke up Clemson definitely for sure. Yeah, that game really surprised me. I thought that, you know, Trevor Lawrence is out. You know, the backup was, what, a five-star, I want to say. I figured they would just plug him in and, you know, they would they would roll handily. But, yeah, they got down big early. And that was a line that was like, I don't know, was it minus 20-some? I don't – yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it was a huge line and – I saw a lot of people were rolling with Boston College to cover the spread, but um, yeah, that was a super weird game. And yeah, Clemson uh, hangs on. And I, I saw Lawrence is going to be out next week against Notre Dame, which will make for a really interesting game. Yeah, I know that line moved quite a bit when it got announced Trevor Lawrence was out. I know that they took that game off the books and then put it back on. I think they gave Boston College about six or seven points just because Trevor Lawrence was out, but I think, uh, yeah, 34-20. I would say that Boston College easily covered that game there. And um, let's see what else we got. Number three, Ohio State beat number 18, Penn State. Ohio State covered the 10 points. And the total ended up being at 63, which uh, pushed for both there. Um, I didn't. I caught most of the game there, but it looked like pretty much Ohio State was in control most of the game there. Penn State didn't really – didn't really trouble some if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was a game I didn't really get to watch much of it, but I had Penn State plus 11. So I thought they would at least keep within that, you know, that margin. I, I was – I thought Ohio State would win, but I thought maybe Penn State would keep it a little bit closer. But, yeah, Ohio State wins handily there. Yep, the Ohio State's the top dog in the Big Ten. Um, Penn State falls to 0-2, so there's kind of a – Kind of going to be a race between probably like Michigan or Indiana to see who that number two in the in the East is going to be. Um, number 
Number eight, Texas A&M beat Arkansas 42-31 to in a high-scoring game. Um, Arkansas covered the plus 12. I believe that was one of our picks from this past weekend, if I remember right. And the over of 54.5 hitting easily there. Um, Arkansas, I think, moves to 5-0 and against the spread this year. So it's a great team to keep following along till they, till they lose, I guess. Yeah, that was a team that I hopped on when you mentioned them against the spread. You mentioned them one show, and I thought, oh, I'll just start betting Arkansas on yeah, I had him plus like 11 or 12 or plus 12, yep, on Saturday. So that was a nice hit. Yep, for sure. Um, I got a couple, couple more uh, notable notable games uh, or just a regular game, let's say. Number 23, Iowa State steamrolled Kansas 52 to 22. Iowa State covered the 27 points. Um, I thought that was quite a bit when I first saw it, but then Iowa State easily won by 30 there. Uh, hit the over was 50 for the game. So Iowa state scored 52, basically covered the over under on their own there. Um, did you catch any of this game at all? Um, just like a, a handful of plays, not really yeah. much. Um, I was more watching Michigan, Michigan state, but I'm with you. That was a line that I saw and I was like, boy, I don't know if they can quite cover that. So I stayed away, but yeah, Iowa state gets the job done and covers that. Yep, I think they moved up to number 17 in the AP poll, if I remember right. So they're doing all right for their season. Um, I'll just do a couple quick ones there. You can hop on if you've got anything to add. Um, number 17, Indiana beat Rutgers 37 to 21. Uh, Indiana covered the minus 12. I believe I had Rutgers cover, trying to cover that 12 at home. Weren't able to do that. Over under was at 53. Um, that they easily hit that one at 58. And then number five, Georgia beating Kentucky 14 to three in a very low scoring game. Kentucky covered the spread at 17 and the under easily hitting at 41 and a half. So defense playing a key role in both those games there. Yeah, that Georgia game really low scoring. Boy, I'm glad I didn't watch that because I'm not a fan of defense. <laughs> but um, yeah, you talked about Indiana though. That'll be a team to watch throughout the rest of the year. Maybe that's a team that um, you look into betting because they are a lot better than I thought they'd be. And, you know, I guess they're, they're eight and four last season. I didn't really realize that, but mm -hmm. it's a good football team there. And maybe keep your eyes on Indiana. Yeah. I think I remember them kind of getting a little bit of hype of being a lot improved. And like you said, eight and four last year, already off to two and zero start this year. So they might have a big year for them this year. Then we had quite a few upsets go happen in college football. We had probably the biggest one was, uh, Texas upsetting number six, Oklahoma State in overtime, 41 to 34 in a very high scoring game. Texas was plus 140 underdog going into the game and over easily hit at 58 and a half. Um, fun fact I, I saw about this was Texas scored its first road win over a top 10 team in 10 years. Isn't that crazy to think? That's really crazy. Yeah. And I would say like with this win or Oklahoma State's loss, it's kind of almost uh ruins any any possible chance for the big 12 to get into the playoff would you agree with that yeah it's certainly uh looking tough for sure you, you would need a one loss team to basically win out to have any sort of hope but that definitely puts a huge dent in their playoff chances um this is a game where i had okie state minus three so that didn't hit i did too uh, yep um i follow an account um they did this quest to like double their money in the month of october and they called it they called it locktober they started with like ten thousand and tried to get to twenty thousand and they were off pace um on halloween 
and they put like five grand on Texas to win money line and it wow. hit, and they ended up doubling their money. So yeah, that was kind of that was a big win for them. I thought that was crazy putting five grand on a game. Yeah, I would that's the goal to be able to do that in my <laughs> lifetime too. Um another big upset of the day, Michigan State going uh to Ann Arbor to beat number 13, Michigan, 27-24. Uh, Michigan State was plus 1,000 on the money line before the game, and the under hit at 52, so just total ended up being 51 and closed at 52, so able to uh, get that one there. Did you ha have any live bets on this game at all? Yeah, so beforehand I looked at this game and I was like, Michigan's gonna roll. I was like, I, I'm yep. not gonna, I'm not gonna bother. Like Michigan's gonna take care of business. It is what it is. I was thinking like that spread was so big. I thought about Michigan State spread, but then I thought, no, like they're terrible. I'm not gonna mess with it. They had seven turnovers in week one, but they got up seven nothing, and I was like, they're up, they're winning, and they're plus five hundred. I was like, I might as well bet that. So I, I grabbed them at plus five hundred, and I think they were up seven nothing. There you go. So that ended up hitting. Yeah, I only put like a buck on it, so it turned into five bucks. I'm kind of a small better, but um, all right. Yeah, that was that was a good grab. Yeah. Um. For some reason, it's always these rivalry games that play out odd. Like Michigan, Michigan State always like seems to be a lot closer than people think, and this one turned out to be following that same trend here. Um. Another game I was going to kind of ask you about if you thought this was kind of an upset or not. So. West Virginia beat number 16, Kansas State at home, 37 to 10. So pretty much a pretty convincing win there. Would you kind of consider this an upset given that West Virginia was the favorite going into this game? I thought it was an upset because I looked at that um, game and I thought, I was like, boy, Kansas State really should be favored here. That's what I thought. That's what I thought too. So I thought, yeah, I thought, man, this, like this is one of the best values of the day. And so normally I bet like anywhere between one and 10 bucks on a game that I like, and I'll just bet however much in terms of confidence. I put seven bucks on Kansas State money line because I thought yeah. um, that they were going to win that game. I thought I just couldn't believe they were underdogs. And yeah, West Virginia winning by 27 was crazy. So yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, West Virginia easily covered that five and a half point spread and over hitting at 40, um, 46, total being 47. So that just one's. That one went slightly over there, so just another. Then our last upset of the day, we had Virginia upsetting number 15, North Carolina, 44 to 41, very high scoring game. Uh, Virginia was two, plus 230 on the money line before the game and the over under closed at 61. So that total easily went over there. Um, from what I gathered from the box score, it looks like Virginia was pretty much in control that first half. Then North Carolina tried to come back and get close to that game, but just end up being a little bit short there. So I think this is North Carolina's second, second loss like this. I think they lost to Florida state, if I remember right. So another upset. Yeah. Another high scoring. Yeah. Another high scoring game there for North Carolina. It feels like I know that Florida state game was high scoring too. And this another one. So um, I know going into the season, a lot of people thought North Carolina had one of the best offenses in the country. So um Maybe look into like I might look into betting like those North Carolina overs because yeah. that that hit really easily that hit eighty five points so <laughs> be something to look into. Yeah, for sure. Um, then a couple other notable notes from Saturday. Um, 
like we mentioned earlier, Trevor Lawrence tested positive, so he did not play against Boston College, and he, it's already been ruled that he will not play against Notre Dame. Uh, game that week, I'm sure we'll talk about this next time, but that game is in uh, Notre Dame next week. Um, number one, Clemson going to number four, Notre Dame. So it will be, be – I haven't seen the line yet for this game, but I'm sure Notre Dame's going to easily be favored now that Trevor Lawrence is out. Yeah, um, uh, certainly that line will be closer than what it would be with Trevor Lawrence playing. Um, yeah, and with with, it would have been a lot with better Clemson playing. Yeah, for sure. And with Clemson playing a really close game to BC, I think I'm with you. That line gets really close. I don't necessarily know who's going to be favored, but that game gets a lot more interesting because with Trevor Lawrence, I see Clemson winning that easily. Yeah, I think it would be it would be a lot closer if Trevor Lawrence. Even I think you know Notre, Notre Dame would definitely have a fire's chance of winning that game too. Um, but this might impact like the playoff. Like, so say Clemson loses to Notre Dame next week, do they fall out of the top four? Yeah, I think they probably do. That's too bad. That, and we'll talk more about that next time. But then another yeah. another another. Uh, Big thing that happened on Saturday at the Florida-Missouri game. Uh, we didn't talk about this game because we really didn't have too much of an interest of it, but it became a big story. Um, uh, right at right before halftime here, a huge fight broke out between the two teams here. There was a late hit on Florida quarterback Kyle Trask from a Missouri player, and lots of punches got thrown. Um, three players in total got thrown out of the game. And uh, I know Florida coach Dan Mullen was you know right in the middle of the scrap trying to back up his players like his coaching staff and then along with Missouri staff as, as well was trying to hold back their players and stuff then I don't know did you did you see this video I'm about to talk about this so Dan Mullen like he was all you know pissed off going to the locker room and stuff he comes back in just kind of throws his arms up in there trying to jack the crowd up I thought it was the funniest thing ever yeah I did kind of catch that on Twitter I saw those <laughs> videos it was funny yeah, I just like – I think Florida easily won the game there, but I just thought that was just a funny viral moment that he did. Oh, then the last thing I was going to say about this game, and one of and then his press conference, he came out in like a Darth Vader costume. Did you catch that one too? <laughs> I th Yeah, I saw a picture of that on Twitter too, yeah. Yeah, just a, a lot of viral moments <laughs> coming from that game there. And then just another quick notable notes, we've got two conferences coming back this week. We have the Pac-12. We'll come back on one game. I think have a couple of games on Friday night and then Saturday. And then midweek, we got some midweek games. We're going to talk about Mac Shin. The Mac conference comes back on Wednesday. That'll be very exciting. I just looked up all five, I think five games are being played on Wednesday. So be quite a, quite Mac a, Shin is back. Let's go catch all those games out there. So yeah, nothing better than Wednesday night, sloppy football. Can't wait for talk about. It. Do you guys want to? I think we pretty much covered everything from our list here. Do you kind of want to get into our best five here? Yeah, let's go into the best five. Um, I'm gonna give picks for Monday Night Football, and then I don't have, I haven't seen lines yet for Maction or Thursday Night Football. So what I think I'll do is give out my Monday Night picks, and then maybe um, send out some on our social media. So either like the Instagram story or Twitter on both of those. So I might do like a, a Maxim pick and a Thursday night football pick and post those on social media. 
do you want me to, I actually, if I have a website here, I'm going to put it on our doc here. Do you want just kind of take a quick look at it to see? Because they do have some, they just have the spread lines on this website here. They don't have the over-unders yet, but just I thought you could take a quick peek at it just to see if, if anything sparks their interest or not. If not, you can do your, do the social media post. Too. I'm fine with that too. Okay. Yep. I actually do see some um, action lines here. Um, I think I'll go ahead and hold off um, and put them on social media just because I haven't okay. had time to look at them. That's cool. But yeah, I'll just add a couple to the card on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Do you want to get, go ahead and give your Monday night picks first? Yeah, I'll uh, go ahead and throw out one of my Monday night picks. I'm going to take the uh, Monday night football under. Um, I think you mentioned it last episode, but um, the Monday night under is like seven and one this year. Is that right? Yep. Uh, just moved to eight and one after last week. Yeah. So eight and one, not that that has anything to do with this week, but that's been a trend that's been happening. Uh, the line's at 45 and a half. I see Tampa scoring, you know, upper twenties to low thirties. And I really don't see New York holding their end of the stick. I see them, you know, putting up less than 10 points. So I'm going to go under 44 and a half for Monday night. I like that pick. I actually had the exact same thing under 45. Um, like we said, under is eight and one so far on Monday Night Football this year. The Giants are, their record is five and two towards the under. So they have five of their seven games have gone under. Tampa Bay, they are three and four to the under. Um, so three, three of their seven games have gone under. And I found 58% of the public is on the under for this game. So I will also take the under 45. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Um, my second pick is going to be Tampa Bay minus seven in the first half. Um, I know that game line is minus 12 and a half. Um, I could easily see that hitting too, but I'm just a little more comfortable with that minus seven in the first half. Um, I'm not usually one to bet have, so I'm just kind of trying it out. Um, mm -hmm. not really sure what to expect, but I'm going to go Tampa minus seven in the first half. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good bet for playing uh, Tampa playing the Giants. I'm going to actually going to take the full game. I'm going to take the Buccaneers 12 and a half. Um, a couple of fun, fun numbers I found. The Giants are actually 0 and 3 this year as a home underdog, um, and the Tampa Bay is 2 and 1 this season as a road favorite. So it looks like the odds favor more Tampa Bay in this scenario and 63% of the public public is on Tampa Bay covering the 12 and a half. So I will take the Tampa, uh, Buccaneers covering 12 and a half in the full game. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, my third pick, this is just gonna be my last pick and then I'll throw, um, I'll add two more to the card on social media. Like I said, I'm going to go Tom Brady to throw um, at least two touchdown passes. Um, the line, so this is minus 175. So if you're going to bet this, you got to throw some cheese on it. You got to lay down a little bit of money. I usually bet between one and 10 bucks, like I said, and I put 15 on this to win like eight. So if you're going to go this route, you got to lay some money on it. But I think this hits easy with New York's defense being terrible. Um, Tom's thrown at least two touchdowns, and I think every game, but one or two this year. So um, yeah, I like Tom to throw at least two. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good bet for the defense, what he's facing there, too. So I like that one. Um, I got – so you said that was your last one, correct? Yep. All right, so all the rest of my picks are all on Maction for Wednesday night. So 
Now, given obviously none of these teams have played yet this year, so everyone is O and O. So I'm just basically all this, um, all my analysis here is just basically straight up based off what they did last year. So my first pick, I'm going to take Central Michigan as a pick 'em against Ohio. Um, I'm just seeing right now 67% of the public is on Central Michigan to to just flat out win this game. So you can either take Central Michigan as a pick 'em or as a money line. They're basically around the same same odds there. Um, Central Michigan last year finished uh, eight and six overall and six and two in conference play. Um, they were six and zero at home, whereas two and four on the road, and it's at Central Michigan. Whereas Ohio last year finished five and three in conference, seven and six overall, and were also they had a pretty good four and two record on the road. But just based off the spread numbers here, um, Ohio was four and nine against the spread last year, where Central Michigan was nine and five. So I'm going to take Central Michigan to win this game here. Nice. Yeah, like you said, it's like just going off last year's numbers. Yeah. So it's it's hard to tell without having any game action. But, um, yeah, those MAC games will be interesting. Yep. My fourth pick, I'm going to take Western Michigan. So another directional Michigan. Western Michigan, 16 and a half to cover against Akron. So, Cole, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think Akron's record was last year? Um, oh, Oh boy, I don't even know. I'm gonna say three and I'm gonna say three wins. That's being generous. They were 0 and eight in conference and 0 and twelve overall. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they were awful. And their spread record, they did one better. They were one and eleven against the spread last year, losing by an average of twenty-five points in a game and losing the spread by an average of 11.6 points. So <laughs> they weren't really good, put it that way. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, Western Michigan, they were 6-6-1 six, six, six and one against the spread last year, won, won their games by an average of 7.2 points and covered the spread by 0.3. So I think they should be able to uh, – Western Michigan also finished 5-3 and three in conference, 7-6 and six overall. Um where is this game at? This game is where to it go. It's actually at Akron. So Western Michigan finished only one and five on the road last year. But I mean, it's Akron. I'm going to trust Western Michigan here to cover the 16 and a half points. Yeah. After hearing those numbers on Akron, I love that. I mean, I cannot imagine being one 11 against the spread and then losing those spread games by like over 11 points a game. That's insane. Yep. My final pick will be Northern Illinois plus 10 against Buffalo. 63% um, of the public like Northern Illinois to cover this game. Um, last year against the spread, Northern Illinois was seven and five and Buffalo was eight and five. So just one more game there. Um, but 10 points, I think is a lot for Buffalo to cover. Buffalo last year finished, where is it? Where are they at here? Five and three in conference, eight and five overall. Northern Illinois was four and four, five and seven, so slightly worse. But I think Northern Illinois got a little bit better this past offseason. And I think 10, Northern Illinois should be able to stay. It's at home. They get 10 points at home. I will take Northern Illinois plus 10. I like it. Yeah. 
mean, like I said, the, all these numbers I'm going off of are based off last year. Um, obviously, it's a brand new season and no one knows what's going to happen. So I'm just throwing some out there and hopefully something sticks. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's just yeah, a matter of doing the best you can with what last year has and hoping it's translating to this year. But it'll be it'll be fun for sure, no matter what happens with the action. It's always exciting. Always. Yep. Um, and then you said, Colton, you're going to tweet out our your picks off our social media, correct? Yep. I'll post it on the Insta story and on our Twitter. Um, we'll probably start doing this every week. We'll post both of our full cards like before the game starts. So that way you can see it on social media a little easier. So, yeah, we'll we'll start posting more on the social medias with our cards and updating what hits and not. Yep, just be more more visual, able to get it. And if you just want to refer back to it, it'll be there and all that too. So, I think we covered quite a bit. You got anything else for us tonight? I don't know. Um, I I don't. Sorry. Um, just um, hope everyone's weekend was great. Hope you had a lot of great bets and uh, looking forward to next week. Should be fun with action happening and uh, uh, more football. So. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you next time.